One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Well, it finally happened. Vince McMahon, after like 15 years away from doing it, had his first live interview in a very, very, very long time. And it was everything you thought it was and more. And guess what? After all that, he didn't actually punch Pat McAfee in the face. Oh, there were a few moments in there we thought eh, this might actually happen. So covering everything from death threats to Saudi shows, Vince was pretty much an open book from start to finish in this interview, which was quite refreshing. And we got a few little nuggets of information that we didn't know beforehand. So without further ado, I am Gareth here from What Culture Wrestling, and these are the 10 things that we learned from Vince McMahon on the Pat McAfee show. Number 10, what goes through his mind when releasing or pushing people. So obviously this is a massive talking point when it comes to Vince McMahon and WWE in general, the fact we've had a lot of releases and when people are pushed so a lot of the time people are sat there thinking well why has this person been pushed why is that person not being pushed I'm so angry I'm so raging and Vince openly admitted yet yeah, a lot of people think that he doesn't have a heart and that's why he does some of the things that he does he's just a soulless machine of a human being but newsflash he's not he said that for the most part he's just concerned about what is best for the audience really what's going to make the audience pop and make them sing and cheer which Feels a bit, maybe not quite the case on a lot of occasions because we say, dude, Vince, we don't like this guy. And he goes, nah, you're gonna love him. And then we say, no, we don't. And he keeps keeps forcing it down our throats, which is kind of what happened a lot throughout the Thunderdome era. And that's why The Fiend and Randy Orton was a thing. And I still have nightmares. And he just quite honestly admitted that when somebody isn't quite cutting it, he'd rather get rid of somebody and put somebody else in their place. He harkened back to Hulk Hogan when he left it to WCW and went and did all the things that he did over there in WCW and thought, you know what actually we want him back because our audience wants him back so we went and got him and he said that's something that he's just willing to do on occasion there's no real personal stake in this if it's best for business he didn't say those words but you get what I mean he said also taking the company public was a massive factor in him taking his heart out of the equation he said back in the day he was quite attached to people they said they had like families who were sick and things going on like that he found it quite hard to let people go whereas now because they're a publicly traded company and the stockholders that think about and all this other stuff he can pretty much just think with his head and it makes cutting people off as we've seen a lot over the last year or two it makes it quite easy for old Vinnie Mac number nine what does the future hold for Vince well whatever he wants apparently because like you said in the actual interview his mum lived to 101 he's 74 76 whatever it is right now He's got a lot of time left on this planet. But he is the kind of guy who's always looking forward. That was evident from start to finish in this. And he said, there's nothing stopping a bus randomly hitting him the next day. And it could just stop everything right there and then. And he said, if, he, if that was to happen, he'd just like one second just to say thank you for everything he's been able to do, which I thought was unexpectedly quite sweet. And there was a few moments like that in this. Vince, don't make me think you're a human being. It's not cool. And then Pat McAfee made a rather unexpected point about the fact that people watch Succession, that TV show Succession, and think, huh, 
That must be an awful lot like what happens in real life with WWE behind the scenes, to which Vince answered by saying, he doesn't really think about what the future holds for him, like who succeeds him going forward with WWE. He doesn't think about what specific family members, or as he put it, other family members may take over if they're right for the job or not. So I think from the wording, the phrasing of that, I think you've got to think that's somebody like, I don't know, Triple H, and other family member maybe in his mind. He's not sure about what the future's going to hold on that. He played those cards very close to his chest. But he also said that he has to look at family very objectively, just like any other employee. And if somebody's not really fitting into the system, they've got to go. Looking at you, Shano. Number eight, Vince's favourite moments. Now, we did say just before this that, you know, the next moment, the next big moment that happens, that's my favourite moment because it's the moment we've got right now. He said that typical spiel where, yeah, I'm just living in the moment. But he said, if, if I put all that to one side, the big one, the one that makes the most sense to me is the one that really means the most is WrestleMania 1 because without it, we wouldn't have anything. Because when it came to WrestleMania 1, he just didn't really have a lot of money on him because he'd bought WWF off his father and all the rest of it and he had to pretty much spend all the money that he had, which still wasn't enough to buy the company outright. He had to pay in installments to really get that over the line, that deal over the line. Every time he paid an installment, his father thought, well, that's it. He's not going to be able to pay the next one. Like, he's scraping by. He's not going to be able to do it. But he did, because he's Vinnie Mac. He's ruthless. He's got all this passion, and he meant it so. And obviously, Vince doing so well at WrestleMania 1 caused a few shockwaves and ripples throughout the business, which we will get to later on. Number seven, why he hates the term professional wrestler. Yeah, so it's no secret the fact that Vince McMahon just isn't a fan of certain terminology when it comes to his wrestling product. He doesn't like he's calling championship belt belts, things like that. He's not a big fan. The big one, probably the, the biggest of all, is the fact that he isn't a big fan of the phrase pro wrestler. And Pat McAfee even, even just alluded to it throughout the interviews. I don't know, you're not really a fan of this, but why? Why is that, Vince? Why so weird? He just made it really clear that the term pro wrestler feels a bit dull to him, for the most part. It feels a bit one-dimensional. He could be a, a good wrestler or a bad wrestler, but he just he's just a wrestler. Whereas a superstar in his mind, a WWE superstar, does so much more than that. They can act. They can react. They become well rounded people. He, he classes becoming a WWE superstar and working within this, this organization, this empire, as better than going to college. It provides him with an education and a way of life and a way of being and he really, really loved banging his old drum here. There was also a bit of a nod to marketing which we see a couple of times over the course of this. You see the way Vince McMahon's brain works. He's obsessed with marketing and he thinks just in general, you say professional wrestler, you say WWE superstar, that one sounds like money. The other one sounds like something you could build a rival company on that does really well and has a lot of intent wrestling and a lot of your your old employees go over there because they want to do that instead and a lot of us want to watch that instead what was my point? Number six, inside the mind of McMahon. And jumping back into the way this crazy big old mind of Vince McMahon works, there were a few moments, really insightful moments in this interview where you just saw how Vince came up with certain parts of what WWE would become and certain ideas and certain concepts. And I find it quite fascinating, to be honest. Because when talking about the WWF and the fact that they had to get rid of that name initially because of the World Wildlife Federation Foundation, whatever the hell it is, and they had to do that, Vince said he literally sat in his office for 30 minutes and thought, ah, oh, I've got it. Yeah. Yeah, perfect. Get the F out. That's it. We'll do WWE. And it was that quick. It was that easy. He completely changed his company forever. It took him 30 minutes. That is mind-boggling. And then Pat McAfee being Pat McAfee just kept overselling the fact that the new tagline for WrestleMania this year is it's stupendous, the most stupendous WrestleMania you're ever going to see. And I ever thought, oh, yeah, it's a funny tongue-in-cheek thing. But then Vince was like, no, I've chosen that word specifically because how many times do you hear the word stupendous in day-to-day -day life? It's not, it's, it's not an everyday word. It's not in standard speak, whatever you want to say. So it sticks out, makes you think of this WrestleMania as its own thing, which is, again, 
he's, he's got a point, hasn't he? Bit weird, he's good at this. And then he said something about having loads of different wheels spinning at any given time when it comes to his creativity. He's thinking of one thing, another wheel's going, and then suddenly something will pop in from that wheel that works for something else, and then he'll come back to the thing he was thinking about and see from a different perspective. And it was just like a mortal human like myself sees three wheels spinning and steam starts coming out. I start panicking, but Vince apparently loves it. He loves the chaos and it brings out new ideas. And he just really loves his job, which is quite crazy. And I say crazy because this is the man that managed to spearhead and steer WWE all the way through the pandemic and keep them so they were at a point where they didn't miss a single show. That just didn't happen. He really celebrated. He banged the drum again for all of his WWE superstars because he said they were brilliant. He had to really think on their feet and prove why they're not just pro wrestlers. They are superstars. And he just loves saying superstars. Did I mention WWE has a lot of superstars? When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Before we go any further, though, this show is sponsored by BetterHelp. Now, we all carry around different stresses. They can be big life worries or just, you know, little things like your favorite wrestler not being used properly. The thing is, when we keep them bottled up, it really can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever is weighing you down. It is really helpful, too, for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. Therapy basically empowers you to be the best version of yourself. So why not give better help a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and best of all, suited to your schedule. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash whatculture today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash whatculture. Number five, Vince talks Saudi. Yeah, you've got to hand it to Pat McAfee. He really didn't just skate around when it came to the really big, difficult questions that not a lot of people may have the balls to ask. I mean, when it came to this one specifically, the Saudi stuff, he did frame it in a way that really set Vince up to be a bit coy with his answer, but he still asked it, so salute him for that. He just said, like, how did he approach Saudi? Obviously, like, this new deal, this massive deal, this quite controversial deal that did happen with the Saudi Arabian royal family and all the rest of it. This came from a lad who'd grown up with nothing. He was he was a very poor kid growing up. He told a lot of stories about his childhood throughout this, this interview as well, which is quite interesting and quite compelling to hear. We said, how did he approach that? How did he approach this entirely different culture, this entirely different way of being, all the rest of it? And Vince pretty much just said, well, culture is culture.
culture, you've got to respect it, which certain parts of the Saudi culture you can't really respect, let's say, you know, human rights and all that stuff. Not great what's going down in Saudi, and Vince pretty much just didn't want to talk about it. He was saying, well, WWE have got fans everywhere, we've got really enthusiastic fans in Saudi, and they're really great, and we support them, and want to bring them this product, which is global, we can do it everywhere. It doesn't even matter if you don't understand English, you understand WWE and the language that we speak through our wrestling, so we just want to bring it everywhere. Move on, Pat, say the next question. Number four, the secret behind being able to live the Vinnie Mac life. And I've already alluded to this earlier in the video, but Vince genuinely appears to love what he does. He doesn't see his life as crazy life within wrestling where he must have like an hour of sleep every week. He doesn't see that as work, so it's, it's easy to him. He just lives this life. The fact that he'd flown specifically out there to the Pat McAfee show to do the interview, he said, oh, it's nothing, I'm, I'm enjoying being here. And he genuinely was. He was there for like an hour and a half and he just didn't seem to be breaking a sweat. He was beating up the microphone a lot. I think that's a WWE thing right now. Anybody who goes on the Pat McAfee show from WWE just destroys the kit because why not banner but he specified that he finishes his workouts at 3 a.m he does a 1000 pound set of squats once a month a thousand pounds that's 11 plates on the squatting rack he does that that's crazy the guy's 76 he also said that he gets his business done on the plane because pat was like oh i've got a really long flight to miami for the, for the next smackdown i think on friday and vince was like yeah so what i'll do loads of business on the plane because i'm vince mcmahon i'm a madman and then they also referenced the fact that vince ripped both of his quads which i thought was really funny it was pat just being an absolute nerdy fan which is great it was like you did that that's insane he said yeah it's a special kind of person to sever both tendons in your quads and not be able to walk it's crazy and then he went into more detail about all the different injuries that he's had and Vince has had quite a few turns out that he's had neck surgeries had tricep surgeries had back surgery sternum spine you name it Vince has pretty much had it just as an accumulation of living his lifestyle this crazy lifestyle that he does and probably getting hit in the head with a bedpan told a story about how Stone Cold Steve Austin before that actually happened that, that whole shot of him getting smacked in the head in the hospital Stone Cold came up to him and said Vince I want to hit you in the head with a bedpan and Vince went Alright, cool. Yeah, you do that, Steve. Number three, Vince received death threats. And speaking of little tales and tidbits and little anecdotes that Vince was all too happy to unveil over the course of this interview, one of my favourite ones revolved around Jim Ross, death and a toilet. It was really weird. Because like I said, Vince McMahon was stepping on a few toes after WrestleMania 1 around that time, around that era. NWA specifically were not happy with him. All these other territories that were like, no, we stay in our territories, Vince. This is not the way we do things. They were getting so annoyed and so peed off with what Vince McMahon was doing. They got to the point where they actually wanted to kill him. Yeah, he said he had death threats. And a lot of people wanted to see him at the bottom of various bodies of water. Yeah, wrestling, eh? Crazy. But this specific story about Jim Ross, he was in a bathroom at this point where various people from different promotions were actually very much talking about, oh, I can get this person to whack Vince. They could say, yeah, I'm going to get a hitman and I know a guy that could kill Vince McMahon. They were saying all these things. And JR was thinking, well, I don't want to be an accomplice here. I don't want to be like facilitating murder. I don't want to be seen to be in this scenario right now. So I'm going to bring my boots up onto the toilet seat and be in a position where if you already sat in the toilet seat, makes you very vulnerable and Vince was chuckling his head off so this was it we saw the toilet humour thing that everyone always talks about in Vince McMahon he's obsessed with poop jokes he told a poop joke about JR on a podcast oh you love 2022 don't you Number two, Pat McAfee will be getting a Mania match against... Well, well, we don't know. I mean, Austin Theory wasn't even on the show. Like, they'd build it up like he was going to be on there defending Vinnie Mac and having his back, and he was literally not even 
Not even on screen, so that's he's out apparently at this point. But who knows? Something might pop up on Monday Night Raw or SmackDown or the rest of it. We could see a development. But Vince himself didn't even say that he was going to be in the match either, and that's been the big report. It was all a bit messy and a bit murky, this. Because Pat himself had said that he'd seen reports online, people suggesting that he could be having a match, but he was none the wiser. But if he'd read those reports, he'd probably already seen that Vince was the person he was supposed to be having the match with. So he was trying to play dumb to that point, and it just all felt a bit weird. But he was genuinely over the moon, and maybe this was Pat McAfee finding it out for the the first time if that is the case he seemed genuinely really happy about it all of his friends were like yeah go pat and he said i've got 30 days i've i've not really trained a lot oh this is a big deal and vince also i really enjoyed the fact that pat mcafee has his own ring his own ring on the way into his studio and he was like oh it's really good it looks like a wwe standard one and pat was like yeah it's really hard and vince just didn't seem that bothered he was like yeah that's that's, that's the business buddy but as vince put it in the conversation they are going to find him an opponent they're going to find him someone to fight with and that's going to happen at Wrestlemania so Pat McAfee is official at this point he's going to be on the card but we just don't know against who maybe it is going to be Vince maybe it is Austin Theory maybe it's The Undertaker which was suggested at one point and Vince went ah it's not going to happen but now you say it pal number one Vince will be inducting The Undertaker into the Hall of Fame and speaking of the dead man well this is probably the only point that could go number one in this kind of list because I say Probably, crazily enough, it is the biggest takeaway coming out of this because the Pat McAfee match thing was a bit hollow and lacklustre when the time it actually came about. But this, this is quite cool because Vince doesn't really induct just anybody. I think the only person he's ever inducted before this was Steve Austin, so that's pretty damn huge that he's going to be the guy to induct The Undertaker into the Hall of Fame that has no other members. At the time of recording, it's probably going to be six recorded now in the morning and it's just going to ruin the video, but I don't care. But Vince said he's genuinely a little bit worried about all this. He's a bit nervous because he really loves Mark Calloway, the guy behind The Undertaker, guys. If he was just there to talk about the character of The Undertaker, The Undertaker, and all the crazy, like, incredible things that he's done within WWE, that would be quite easy, quite fun to do actually because he's done so much and he's achieved so much over the course of his career but with Mark Calloway it's a bit different because he sees him as somebody that he's been on the road with, he's been super loyal, he genuinely loves him and you saw a real vulnerability about Vince McMahon when it came to talking about Calloway and everything he's done for them over the years, not going to WCW, we record the fact that he's never ever had a conversation with The Undertaker when WCW was a thing about going there, that just never came up because it, it was just unthinkable to the dead man, he just didn't want to talk about it and Vince respects that, he's always Expected that, and he was getting a bit, a bit emotional, a bit teary. And then Pat said, Oh, yeah, we got you to cry. He was like, No, I didn't, pal. I don't cry. I'm Vince McMahon. I'm a machine. But there you have it. I didn't see this coming. That that'd be the biggest takeaway coming out of this entire interview. The fact that Vince McMahon is going to be inducting The Undertaker into the Hall of Fame. That's pretty damn big. And the Pat McAfee match thing is just not. For me, it didn't excite me in the way I hoped it would. I'm happy for him because he is a genuine fan, Pat McAfee. And it feels like he's having a good time. And I just don't know how to feel about any of it. It was a long interview. It was a long, long time. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. 